For some, prison is where it ends. For all, court is where it begins. This ain't no TV show. This is the real world. And this is what's happening at the courthouse on KFM Mornings with Ramiz. Absolutely. And uh, out on the steps of the courthouse. Yes. Asking people very important questions. In fact, one question. Getting into the nitty gritty. Which courthouses were you at, Ramiz? Today I went to Balville. Yesterday. Yesterday I went to Balville. Balville. It was very busy there. Security always on point. Okay. Um, let's hear. <laughs> I love this. It's very interesting today. Really? Yeah. I'm, I, I really enjoyed interviewing the one lady. Um, Yulia. Yulia. Okay. Here it is. This is what's happening at the courthouse. What are you doing at the courthouse today? Hi, Ramiz. Um, so I'm yeah. I got a protection order against my ex-boyfriend, which he is now kind of intimidating to withdraw the case. He basically told me that, you know, it's going to mess up his future. And he said, like, you know, I don't need to worry. He won't see me again. He's so done with me. But women shouldn't be intimidated like that. And that she said, do what's right or what you feel is right. Oh, definitely. Obviously, something happened for you to take out this protection order. So this is a case of domestic violence. I really just feel inspired to go through with this case because I know there's so many other women out there who feel intimidated and just walk away. But today, I really, it was a realization when I walked out of here and I saw you. I was like, I know that, you know, I'm standing for all those women and telling them, do it. Yeah, what you feel is right. I'm in complete agreement with you. Can you now tell them, yes, he's intimidating you. Can that be an extra charge? The protection order is still in place, so obviously anything that he does that is against that is a criminal charge. For now, it's just him saying, like, it shouldn't be made in place because he promises to leave me alone. He's obviously your ex-boyfriend. How long were you together? It was only nine months. And how did you meet this guy? Tinder. <laughs> so I see, I see. Girls, be careful out there. <laughs> I'm trying to figure out, like, what happened to sort of cause... That domestic violence. Yeah, um, that's the thing. It all starts off as sunshine and roses. And it's like small things just, just start building up. And then, I mean, things happen and you kind of start to think, listen, maybe I am in the wrong. Maybe, you know what, he's right. But, you know, so many times people have reassured me and said, just go through with it. Sometimes people get pushed and we both overreact or maybe things could have been left unsaid. But I still think justice is a choice. You should go through with it. And were you living together at the time? Yes, we were living together. Uh, I see. But uh, it did end very quickly. I mean, after the last violence, it it soon ended after that. And I, I packed my bags and I left. And I'm just happy to start a new chapter in my life. And I'm glad that you, you look in power. It looks like it's liberating you. Yeah, no, I mean, it plays on your mind. like, But it is a common thing for a lot, which a lot of women go through. They end up feeling like, you know what, you're shame. I don't want to mess up his future. Maybe it wasn't that bad. Other people's stories are worse, but it's not right. Even if a guy says, but I didn't lift your hand to you, there is such a thing as verbal abuse, emotional abuse. Maybe even like in my case, he didn't physically use his hand. He would use a towel or push me around. And I mean, that's not, that's not right. No, definitely. It's not right at all. All the best, ma'am. I really appreciate your time and uh, I hope that everything goes well. Thank you so much, Ramiz. What are you doing at the courthouse today? 
I came to Cape Town now for work and also to see my kids, to be a father for my kids. I came to the court for help after I numerously sent emails, messages to, to the mother so that I can see my kids. So you're not together with the mother anymore? No, we separated about three years ago. And you were living where? Uh, Pretoria. Okay, so you moved from Pretoria down to Cape Town. And obviously, you haven't seen your kids in a year. You want sort of custody of them in terms of them coming to you on the weekend, for example. Yes, yes. She doesn't want you to see your kids because there was a case against you. You're obviously now saying that, look, you've changed. You want to see your kids. Now you've come to the court to get a sort of, how can I say, interdict. Uh, yeah, just to that the social workers can help and the court can help as well. I was devastated for a while. I was down to the ground, couldn't get a decent job. It took me about eight months to get back on my feet again. And then um, I just decided to come to Cape Town to be with my kids, to see my kids, to be a better father for them as well. I did change. I went back to my church. My church helped me a lot. And because I've asked her, you know, I want to see my kids. Uh, let's make a plan. I get ignored. So I just came to the court for help. So I'm here to see my kids. It's not a difficult ask, but she's trying to stop you. And now you're here. Now I'm here. What happened is in the past and is left in Pretoria. The main thing is what I'm fighting for is to see my kids. I've got two young girls and yeah, I want to see them. We talk a lot over the phone, video call and, you know, on WhatsApp, but it's not the same. It's not the same. You still need that physical bond between the father and these two daughters. Definitely. Thank you very much for your time, sir. No problem. Thanks. I hope that everything goes well and, uh, and you get to see your children. Thank you very much. Mm. You know, uh, both of these stories. Yeah. I think, uh, sadly, it's the majority of the court's time. Mm. Mm. I mean, there was something so empowering about listening to that woman and her domestic violence case. She clearly has amazing support, you know. Mm. Because she she seems strong and, and she's like, I'm going to carry it through to the very end. And so often we don't hear stories like that, you know, mm. because people either don't trust the court system or maybe they feel alone scared. and isolated and mm. scared. Yep. So it was quite refreshing to hear someone who's going through this process and yeah. feel like she she trusts it and she trusts herself mm. to go mm. through with it. That no, was really amazing. Which is exactly why I wanted to interview her because... Yeah. At first she was like, nah, I don't think I want to do it. And then I spoke to her and she said, no, let's, let's do it. I, I want mm. to help other women out there mm. that are in the same situation. There's a reason I bumped into exactly. you on these steps. Mm. Exactly. Because mm. yeah. it sounded like she just walked straight up to you. Hello, Ramiz. I'm here for my story. <laughs> <laughs> she listens to the, to, yeah. to the, to the feature, but, um, yeah, she knew exactly who I was and what I do. Mm. So yeah, she knew that, um, her story is going to be heard. Mm. And, and how incredible for her to share because like yeah. she says, she knows that there are so many other women in the same position and like you said, Sibs, now they know the court is there to help you out. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Well done, Ramiz. Thank you very much. As always, uh, sterling job mm. at the courthouse. Appreciate it. Every Thursday.